Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today, we are looking back upon The Leftovers Season 2 and ranking all 10 episodes from bottom to top for two minutes apiece. Nice, concise reactions to each episode from me, Mr. Sal, and from yeah. my former student, Kurt. Yeah, hi. <laughs> so, yeah, hi. Yeah, as well. Nice to meet everyone. It's the recap. I hope by now they've listened to at least some other podcasts. Right? Right. Like if someone went straight to the recap. Good for them. I I guess they you know what? There's someone that don't have does not have the time to listen to every other podcast. So they'll listen to the shortest edition of our podcast, which are the recaps. I mean and it's not even close. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Maybe this one will be super long somehow, but we time it, so yeah, and you also hear us yielding our time constantly and talking about, oh wow, that was a good one. Oh, not the best. <laughs> so, all right. Well, are you ready to start, Kurt? Oh crap! You want me to start? Okay, wait here. Let me let me get the. No, right. I I don't I don't mind starting. I'll start. Oh, oh wait, you oh. So wait, do you want to start? Or do you want me to start? So how do you want to do this? Do you want do you want to go? It like you start due to. I go do two, or do you want to like start? And no, I do well, two. Whoever starts does one. Okay, and then next and person then, does two. Then it's two thereafter for. Okay. For then, well, then the first person have to do one at the end. Okay, I got. You know, it. I I got You know what though? I got to tell you, I didn't love that in our other one. When I went back and listened to it, it was yeah. Was it too, was it too confusing? Yeah, it was a little a little confusing to know which number we were on. So I think we just gotta take turns. Okay. So like. You do 10, I do 10, you do 9, I do 9. Or... But what? No, it shouldn't be confusing. <laughs> I, I have an idea. Okay, shoot. Okay, I'm going to so put... I understand your concern if we just go... Because you'll, you'll, you'll do everyone before me. Right. So I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a little sound effect in before... Or when we get to a new number. What's the sound effect you're going to put it? Well, it's a surprise. How... Okay, I'll, what gets me about this is I'm the one that has to edit the podcast. So how do you get a sound effect in? <laughs> is what amazes me. So don't, don't worry, I got I'm, this. I'm kind of worried. I hope you don't like wrap this audio somehow. Let me get a piece of paper in case you do. And I can, like, <laughs> right there. One okay. Okay. Don't worry, I got this. Okay, I have faith in you. So okay. So okay, so, fine. You. So who's gonna start? I want you to start. Okay, so I'll do my number ten, and then you do Actually, your number ten. I take it back. Who started? You started first last time. I'll start. Okay. I remember I was impressed. So you're gonna number. do you're gonna do your number ten, mm -hmm. then I'll do my number ten, and then we're done with number ten. And we're on to number nine, but I'm starting number nine. Okay. All right. And then you'll do your number nine, and then we're done with number nine, and then you'll do your number eight, and so forth. It's almost okay? like we didn't plan this beforehand. <laughs> We can edit all of this out if you want. Okay, yeah, let's see. Probably won't. So, okay, <laughs> right. Anything, so, okay, I'm fine with that. And two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes get. is all we get to say our piece. That's right. Okay, are you ready to start? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Okay. I have to. I have to do the number ten sound effect. Ready? Number ten. Uh, That's did you start? No, I'm oh, okay. right, but that's the sound effect to let everyone know <laughs> we are on number 10 now. Okay, okay. Ready, set, go. Okay, so my worst episode of this season has to be the first episode, season two, episode one, Axis Monday. I don't normally like premieres. Uh, this one, I will, I will give a caveat to why it's probably low down. It sacrificed itself to help out uh, a matter of geography, which got it's the first 10 I gave the leftovers. So that that's one, but besides that, you know, obviously I want to see they introduce the Murphys here, and the whole episode follows the Murphys, and it's nice, you know, seeing the new characters, and they're they're interesting. But I remember the beginning of the episode had that weird animal lady, like we didn't see her give birth. Like, what's up? I, I I wasn't a big fan of that. I can understand. Look, we see the smoke sack, like that's an Axis Monday. Mm, still not the biggest fan of that. Uh, the Murphys, they're cool. Are interesting to a degree but i obviously want to see kevin and what happened to him and his family at the end of the last season so it's it's like i i would feel so bad having waited a year or however long it took for another season of leftovers 
and have to be introduced to this. I would probably rated this lower if I had to wait longer <laughs> than I had to. So that's about it. I rated a seven out of ten on my scale. There you go. I yield my time. Okay, that was one minute and seventeen seconds. Well, it's, I go, I go too quick. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I like. I have nothing more to say though. <laughs> okay. I don't want to just bad draw. <laughs> All right, are you ready to time me? Oh, yep. I mean, I, I, well, I'll, I'll have more to say about Access Monday when I get to it in mind, but so I'm not going to respond to anything That's today, fine. I don't think. But all right, so are you ready for mine? Okay, yeah, three, two, one, go. My number 10 is the ninth episode of the season 1013. This is the only episode of The Leftovers that I rank below, that I rate below a nine. I gave this an eight. It's not a bad episode. It's actually a very good episode. I, I gave it an eight, which is good. But the the positioning of this episode really uh, caused me to rank rate this lower than I would any other episode because this follows International Assassin, and International Assassin followed a most powerful adversary, and those two back to back were so intense, and I was so invested in that story of what was happening to Kevin in dying and in death in the afterlife and coming back. And then to have it all paused for a whole week to watch Meg be anarchistic was really frustrating to me. Meg is not my favorite character, not even close. Uh, and the, the other character featured heavily in this episode is Tommy, who is another one who is not my favorite character, not even close. So having said that, it's not a bad episode, it has an amazing scene between Meg and Matt. Uh, and then the, this jaw dropping last bit where Tommy stumbles across the girls who have been missing. But overall, uh, the placement of the episode uh, caused me to rank this my last least favorite of the season. I'm done. Okay. I'm at 30. Oh man. I'm rusty. <laughs> that's too po- Wow. That, that speaks volumes to how bad I must be in your eyes. Then. <laughs> <laughs> high standards i suppose <laughs> all right Sorry. number nine okay, okay. I'll, put a, I'll put a sound effect right beforehand okay i you don't have to i just did it i know i know oh you did a sound effect that was a sound effect no that was the one i put in i think you're trying to confuse the listeners that's, that's oh. <laughs> okay got it uh, okay <laughs> all right but i'm starting this time i'm starting number yes. nine okay makes sense okay and three, two, one. My number nine rated ranked episode of season two of The Leftovers is episode three, Off Ramp. Uh, Off Ramp, I still give it a nine. It's still a very good episode. It suffers kind of the same fate as 1013 in that I've just spent Axis Mundi getting myself invested in the Murphys. Then a matter of geography, getting my continuing that investment into the Murphys, and suddenly having being hit with this amazing episode featuring uh, Kevin and Nora, and then we don't get to see any of them in this episode. Uh, that's not to say it's not a great episode because it is. Uh, wh- seeing Lori for a full episode talking is incredible. Everything she's doing with. I don't remember the the woman's name who she is trying to save who ends up driving into traffic and killing her family. Uh, everything that she that went on with that character was spectacular. Uh, t- this, the stuff between Lori and Tommy was great. The infiltrating the hives and, and seeing Tommy's just degradation into maybe even buying into the guilty remnant and then finally, you know, ending it with who wants a hug. Uh, Really good stuff, really good, but kind of took me out of the mode I was in, which was really kind of laser focused on what was going on in Jarden, and with with no Jarden at all in the episode, uh, I do think it suffers a bit from that. And and, and so, again, good good episode, but not one of my favorites because of the lack of Jarden and the other characters that I've become so invested in at that point. Okay, I'm done. Meta forty five, better. Yeah, getting better. <laughs> Take that. Okay, I'm 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 good to go. All right, ready, set, go. Okay, so my 
uh, ninth favorite episode of the season has to be a. All, they're all season two. Episode six, Lens, uh, Nora's and Erica's final episode. This is how I was gonna say I'm a Nora hater. I would not consider myself a Nora hater, just a realist. Okay, I like the characters for what they are. And Nora, just she's another character. Uh, and I don't know. I, I, I like Erica's part in this story more than I like Nora's part. And. So Nora starts, it's titled Lens because of the whole Lens theory. And that theory is, you know, it's cool. It's not the most interesting theory, but it makes sense. And I understand how, you know, it makes Nora feel. Uh, I wish they brought that, like, I feel like they brought it up and they kind of dropped it. In the sense that Nora still cares about finding the people. But she never tried leaving Kevin and everyone she cared about to keep them safe. She did leave Kevin, but for a completely different reason. Because Kevin was, <laughs> she thought was cuckoo. So... Uh, I like I if, if she left Kevin and Mary and uh Lily behind because she thought you know oh I don't want to lens them and he might be cuckoo fine you know but that that whole bit so I, I just it's a, a lot of repetition to me because I feel like this story could have been much more dumbed down much shorter so I didn't really care that much uh we didn't see a lot of Juan right Is that his Joaquin. Name? Joaquin, Joaquin there you go Joaquin would love to see him as a character. And about Erica, I did like Erica's story here. Uh, it's good she loses her temper. I finally get to learn some of the secrets of the land. The goat killer and the Steve. Is that the name of the goat killer, right? Jerry. Jerry. It's close enough, Steve. Jerry, same thing. <laughs> uh, but I, I liked Erica's bit more like Nord's bit. I like their confrontation at the end. It's great. And the rock throw. Uh, it's still, you know, all the episodes in the season are still pretty good. I got a seven in my book, so it's not. Time. Damn it. Oh, there you go. Okay. I tried, I tried going long that time. There you go. So that concludes number nine. Number eight. Wonderful. Okay. And you're up again. Uh, um, yep. I'm good. Okay. I'm ready. Ready? Set. Go. My uh, eighth favorite episode of the season goes to Off Ramp, which is episode three. Mr. Sal's eighth favorite. Uh, I rated this an eight out of ten. Off-Ramp, it's a good episode. Uh, okay, okay, all these episodes are pretty good. Off-Ramp, the same reason Mr. Stell doesn't like 1013, and he also said this for Off-Ramp, it kills the momentum. I loved episode two, right? Matter of geography. Off-Ramp kills the momentum, but that's its biggest drawback. I really wanted to see uh, Tommy and Lori. I got to see Tommy and Lori. I got to see what they're doing. Got to see what's going on. And that was great. Uh, the way Lori's changed. Lori's really interesting here because she's she's completely 180 from how she is last season. Instead of being a quiet, chain-smoking, uh, guilty remnant, she's now a gum-chewing, guilty remnant hater. Uh, Tommy's infiltrating. They're living together. And at the end, we get to see, you know, this possible Holy Wayne-esque uh, uh, resurrection. Some parts that, you know, I wasn't all about the Meg scene in this. It's nice to see Meg, but it's kind of confusing why she just raped Tommy. And even, like, later, it's never really, you know, whatever. It's never picked up on again. I mean, they talk about it, but never really a formal answer on that. Uh, it, it, those are probably my biggest complaints is probably the, the Meg scene and uh, how this is a momentum killer. But besides that, I loved the, the landlord. Great landlord. <laughs> Great villain. Takes the laptop. Great villain. So that's it. Yield my time. Okay. A minute 40. Oh, take that every day of the week. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. One, two, three, go. My number eight episode of season two is episode one, Axis Mundi. This is Kurt's least favorite episode of the season, and I understand why. It's definitely... I mean, I did watch this live, so it was really jarring to wait. It was over a year. I think it was closer to two years for season two of The Leftovers and then get almost none of any of the characters that I knew. <laughs> and to open the season with this cave people story was really gutsy. Uh, and I think on many levels it worked, and I think it pays off pretty well later in the season in international assassin but 
I do, I, I, I feel your frustration in this episode. I, I completely understand it. Now, I happened to, for, for whatever reason, end up so invested in the Murphys that it didn't even bother me. So I still give this episode a nine because I found the Murphys to be so interesting and so entertaining. Uh, I, I thought John's humor in this episode was astounding. And then the, compounded with, with the fact that he's kind of a monster who's burning people's houses down. Uh, really, that, that, uh, that juxtaposition really worked for me on many levels. You know? And then by the time we do get to see Kevin and Nora and Jill, Kevin's a shell of himself. We have no idea why, but it's really interesting to think, to speculate on. Uh, and, and Nora and Kevin are moving in next door, and we have no idea how that happened. So I, I know that they sacrificed a lot for the sake of the next episode, and the next episode is phenomenal as a result. Uh, I can forgive a lot in this episode because of how well it sets up the rest of the season. And it, can t- it just pays off episode after episode. So... Uh, but stop. Okay, <laughs> you're close. Close. I could have stopped there. I, I, I thought you were going to. I was like, oh no, he's he's gonna best me again. But <laughs> yeah, you, you had to do the buff. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get another. I can't let you have a perfect time. I remember last time, first first go at it, you got like a perfect time, and your last go at it, you got a perfect time. Yep, unbelievable. So. Okay, that concludes number eight. Are you ready for number seven? Very excited for number seven. You go first here. I do. Okay, you ready? Yep. One, two, three. Okay, my number seven episode of season two is episode five, No Room at the Inn. And I I think, I can't believe that this episode is only the seventh ranked episode of the season for me because it is so good. But my God, what comes later in the season and, and what uh, what happens in, throughout the season is just so good. The season is so good that this episode, which is phenomenal, ends up seventh in the season for me. Uh, this is the Matt-featured episode uh, where we, we have a focus on Matt. And I don't have any real criticisms of this episode. I think it, the only criticism I can think of is that it does very little, if not really anything, to further Kevin and Nora's story uh, or the, or the, well, a little bit more with the Murphys than Kevin and Nora. So but that's it. That's the only real knock on this. It's spectacular. We get another Job reference, which is great. Uh, we get to see Matt in his no good deed goes unpunished best. You know, he, he tries to help somebody and, and ends up with a broken wrist, lost his wristbands and exiled from miracle. Uh, I, I love seeing uh, everything uh, with him trying to get back into Miracle. That that scene with with Reggie yelling Brian and hitting him with the oar and it, it, something. I mean, it's 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 crazy, but it works and it and it ends in this amazing song, laughing uh, laughing with by Regina Spector that sums up Matt to a T. Watching Matt for for sixty minutes is always going to work for me, and I, it's a, it's a great episode. I, I don't have anything bad to say about it, really. So, uh, but it ends up number seven here. I'm done. Okay, that was one fifty four. Okay, good work. Proud of you. Oh, thanks. Let's see if you can do this good. Ready? <laughs> All right. Ready, set, go. Uh, my seventh ranked episode for this season has to be 1013, which is uh, episode number nine. Gave it an eight out of ten. This is Mr. Sal's least favorite, which I think is still criminal. Okay? This has the same reasons I don't like it as Off-Ramp. It's a show, it, it stops the show in its tracks, right? Because I really want to see the finale. So that's true. It stops the show. And um, it has one odd scene that I just can't get my finger around, which is just... The Meg and Tommy scene in that bar, I just, I don't understand why, I don't, like, I just, I mean, it's okay if they did that, but they just never really act on it past that. It's just, why? And even, like, I just, like, why are they putting a romance between Tommy and Meg? I just, I don't, so, but those are my two hits against the episodes. Beside that, love it, proved to me right, Evie didn't depart, uh, we gotta see the Meg 
in Matt conversation at the end was elastic. I don't know why I said elastic, but there we go. It was elastic. <laughs> it's just real stretchy. You think it's going to be weak. You think it's going to be something, and it's just, it, it's malleable, strong, like the wind. Also not, don't know why I'm making that simile. <laughs> There's a lot I like in the episode. Uh, we see Meg's backstory, something that's really interesting. See her mother's death. I love, like, the not, because they, they mention it early on. I completely forgot about it. But once they bring up the date, how's the day before the departure, I remembered the fact. I love that. They brought, they showed uh, Meg's mom's death and how it affected her. We saw Isaac again. It, it, it's a great episode, and the biggest weakness is the timing of it. And that's the biggest weakness of it. And same with the off-ramp in my eyes, just the timing of it. But they got to put it somewhere in the season, and there's a lot of great episodes that come later on, so got to put it somewhere. So, uh, I'll take it. And um, let me wait a few more seconds, and I'll gamble. I'll yield now. 158. I started an off a tightrope. Oh, that was close, though. Oh. <laughs> told, you, told you I'd beat the act. There you go. Very, very good. Very good. Attacked attack the big game. See, that concludes number seven, and we are on to number six. Ready? Set? Mm-hmm. Go. Okay, so my sixth ranked episode has to be Orange Sticker. Which is uh the it's episode four of the season, and I ranked a nine out of ten. Uh, so it, this is the episode where we kind of see, especially Mike, but they start accepting the fact that Evie has disappeared. It's famously, this is where he peels off the orange sticker in front of his house. Um, we see Nora awake in the beginning. I love the Nora scene where she wakes up and sees that Kevin disappeared. That's grand, and uh. Uh, this is where they're searching for Evie, basically. You know, they're looking for her. Kevin finds the phone. This this episode is a, it's a great episode in my opinion, and there's not really much bad with it. It's just not magnificent enough to get a ten, right? Look, this great Patty, uh, you know, him talking to Kevin. I believe this is the first episode where Kevin talks back to Patty. If not, he talked back last episode. You can tell. Did Kevin talk back to Patty? This is the first. This is the first, right? So yeah, Kevin talks back to Patty. Uh, that's great, and you know, Patty lies to him, or is she a figment of his imagination? We don't know. And it's it's a great episode. I I can't. There's no knocks I can really have against it. Like I said, it's just it's just not good enough to get a ten, which is just my arbitrary ruling. It's not good enough to be a ten. Um, I'm trying to think of what else is in the episode. This is the episode where John tries to get Isaac with the baseball bat. That I love that because. He's just, the palm made him think it's Isaac. Kevin's with him. Really shows John's character and how he tricks Kevin to opening the wrong door. And, uh, and where Patty shares that little snippet of information about, uh, Neil. And then we later learn Lori did tell it to Kevin. So, ah, uh, just, just a really good episode. There's not, there's nothing wrong with it. And I, I'm getting worried that a lot of these upcoming episodes, I'm not gonna have much criticism for, and I'm just gonna reminisce on how good I thought I they were. Know. Okay. <laughs> my concern is real though <laughs> no i know okay you ready i'm ready three two one my number six episode of season two of the leftovers is episode four orange sticker same as kurt this is the only place in the whole 10 episodes uh of this of the season where Kurt and I have the same episode in the same spot. And Orange Sticker is absolutely spectacular. Good enough probably to get a 10, except that it's not as good as the other ones that I did give a 10 to. And that that is it. That that is there there is no specific knock on it. It's spectacular. I I love everything to do with Patty here. The, the fact that we get Patty and Kevin actually interacting is is fantastic you know the the interaction that they have at the end where patty is explaining to him that he tried to kill himself and talking about the murphys and that oh she's just talking about the murphys because kevin had to bring john to the urgent care to be treated by erica and he got to witness this ride or die uh 
this ride or die uh, relationship that Erica has with John seemingly seemingly. And when they leave that urgent care and Patty says, now that's love. What you have is not love. And, and that's what sets Kevin off. And that's what instigates him to start talking to her. And they talk about how uh, Patty, I love when Patty discusses with him that there are two people, two types of people who try to kill themselves. There's people who want attention. There's people who actually want to die like you and me, she says. And it's, it's so powerful. And, and, and then at the end of the whole thing, the, the tower, the guy on the top of the tower says, who's your friend? And we're left to wonder if he can actually see her or not. And the end of this episode is primo Kevin returning home to this haunting version of you're the one that I want by low thing. Does that time? Yeah. Okay. That was a good song though. Oh, I agree. But more importantly, are you ready for your next? Oh, wait. Hold on. The transition. Sorry. Yep. That is the end of number six. We're on to number five. So you're ready for your number five. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Three. Two, one, go. My number five in season two of The Leftovers is episode two, A Matter of Geography. This is the first episode on this list that I'm rating a, a, a 10 out of 10. And it's an episode that when I watched it, when I rewatched it here, I had forgotten how much I love this episode. And I mean, I am head over heels in love with this. This is where we first discover that Patty is attached to Kevin and we first get to hear her just goading him and prodding him. Uh, we are first introduced to the concept of, or to the song, Where's My Mind, which is going to be used throughout the season. Uh, we get the people from MIT buying Nora's house for almost $3 million because they think that the departure is a matter of geography and the fact that her family was sitting at the table all together is why they all departed. And had she been at the table, she would have departed. And we see that because Nora thinks the geography is an issue, they get, they up and move to the one place where nobody departed, which is Jarden, Texas. And the scene that I will always associate with this episode is their trip into Jarden because we're seeing all of these things that we had just seen in Axis Mundi and just got to know for the first time, totally unfamiliar to us otherwise. And on their way in, and, and there's this haunting music playing, and we're seeing, you know, the, the, we're seeing the, the encampment. We're seeing the visitor center for the first time. We're seeing the church where Matt works and where Matt lives. We're seeing them pull up next door to the Murphys, you know, and, and all this stuff that we know is so significant, but they're just learning about the significance of. And it, 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 it only, it only adds to the specter of this town that we already had established in the first episode. So, uh, the, yeah, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> okay. I couldn't even get stopped. Like, oh, yep, of course. You go on. <laughs> your turn. You're very, you're very polite when I stop. You're like, okay, of course. I knew that. <laughs> How are you when you're on the timer? Like, are you ready for the two minutes? Do you have your, like, are you on the trigger ready? Or are you a bit more generous? Like, if it's like a second extra. No, I'm I'm on the trigger ready. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. I'm on second. It's two. I'm, I'm stopping. <laughs> yep. Okay. It's part of the fun of it. So it's my turn to give my number five, right? Yep. You're on okay. number five. Ready? Number five. Yep. Set. Go. Okay. So my number five has to be actually episode five. What a happenstance of uh, season two. No room at the inn. Matt spot episode. I gave it a nine out of ten. And honestly, I debated even giving this one a ten out of ten, but that's probably because I like Matt so much. Uh, biggest reason I didn't. Not the main story. Though it does add a bit to the main story, more than Matt's last bottle episode. Because his last bottle episode, they owned a church, which didn't really come into that much of importance. They, they prepared the clothes there, I guess. Anyway, it's about this episode, which is great. It's Matt. He goes, uh, finds out, or uh, he gets married, her MRI, and more importantly, learns she's pregnant, he's happy, and he has to return to the miracle but too bad, Matt tries to help people. The two-thirds failure rate trying to help people. So he gets, you know, wrecked here. Maybe he went higher. I haven't kept track of it since his running total. And, you know, 
it it ends with him making a rough choice, you know, when tasked in front of John, a man, if there's a man of science in this world, it's John, at least definitely at this point, man of science, and a man of faith, Matt most certainly is, they're butting heads, both are a bit too prideful, Matt loses his ticket back into Miracle, and he, he you know, take, he, he gives up Mary for, or gives him a better, gives her the opportunity to stay in Miracle with Nora and Kevin and so on. Uh, it's a great episode. I love it. I love the, we've been over this, the question of like, did Mary wake up or not? It's pretty, no, well, now it's not much of a question after the finale, but I liked that question in the heads. And great episode, as are all the other episodes to come. Uh, and I'll uh, wait another few seconds. Uh, how was your guys' day? I was pretty good. I'm trying to get a spot. I yield my time. It's 151. Ah, this was. <laughs> I can't believe in all of my discussion about No Room at the End. I never even mentioned Mary's pregnancy, her waking up, or the scene between Matt and John. I don't, I mean, I don't, what did you talk about for No Room at the End? I don't even remember. I don't even remember. That was <laughs> pathetic. So, I mean, that's all the best stuff. I mean, oh, man. I was like you didn't like it. Anyway. I feel like a noob. Not a true fan, Mr. Sal. Yeah. Well, we need to put in the transition. Yes, yes. That is the conclusion of number five. We are on to number four. Okay. It's my go again? It is. Okay. Ready, set, mm -hmm. go. Okay, so my number four, which I gave a 10 out of 10. I've given four 10 out of 10s this season. That's a ton. Okay. That's great. Is episode two, A Matter of Geography, which is, I don't think I've ever given an episode so close in a season. Such a high rating. Uh, and a big reason why I got this is because of episode one, Axis Mundi. You know, like I said, it, it's sacrificed to make this episode better, which is a perfectly fine thing to do, right? If you're a showmaker, you want to make one episode worse to set up another, that's fine. Axis Mundi still got a 7 out of 10. It was still an acceptable episode, but it helped make Matter of Geography this much better. Uh, you know, the long way, I finally get to see, you know, the Kevin, Nora, Jill, Small back. Um, even a bit of Tommy and Lori in the episode. See the reason why they come to Miracle. Uh, Nora's, you know, learned about this place Miracle in the Stanford, right? Stanford that buys it or MIT? Some college. MIT. MIT, okay. They buy up her house, or at least offer to, because they think it has something to do with the location and geography for the departure. And they come to Miracle. And it's just, it's just like a feels good episode. I enjoy it a lot. We see them. Um, we see, and the ending of it is also great when uh, Kevin awakes at the drain. Uh, but more importantly, not the drain, what's the, well, drained lake, drained water hole. There we go. But we even get to see Patty and Kevin's visions of her and how he just looks like such a shell of what he used to be. We also see, more importantly, this, sorry, the most important part of the episode, the start of a bad real estate decision by Nora. I have to stress this enough that this is a terrible decision. And if she just waited a bit longer, like even a month longer, she probably could have bought the house for dirt cheap. Anyways, I, I think needless to say, great episode. Bad decisions were made, though. I yield my time. 148. Oh, <laughs> you were so obsessed with that real estate. I st it's just like, they, they've got to be thinking about that in the back of their heads, right? Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. This is real life, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I thought this was a documentary. Good. Okay. No, this is a documentary for sure. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. One, two, three. My number four episode of season two is episode six, Lens. Kurt should see some jail time for ranking Lens at number nine of the season and rating it I'm only a gonna rank you for that. <laughs> only a seven out of ten. What? This has one of the most intense scenes that we have seen between two people on this whole series in the interview that Nora conducts with Erica. Watching those two powerhouse, powerhouses of performers go at it in that scene is nothing short of amazing and automatically gets this a nine just for that scene. The concept of lens is so interesting to me, not because of what it, what it does, what, what it is, what it could be, but what it does to Nora, who has moved here to escape 
uh, the kitchen table because she thinks the departure was a matter of geography only to find out that maybe it's not a matter of geography. Maybe it's a matter of her and how can you escape yourself? You can't. Uh, the, the fact that Erica gets such a focus in this episode is so good. I adore the scene in the, in the, uh, I don't know where it was, it was the church or the reception center, whatever, uh, where Erica goes off on the town and even she starts to sound a lot like John, even John's not telling Jerry not to kill the goat, but Erica is. Uh, so all, all of that is just incredible. The, the, um, the, oh, George, George Brevity eats the best brisket in the world. I mean, any episode that features brisket is fine by me. So, uh, but now this, this is a, a, a powerhouse performance by Nora and who's one of my favorite characters. And um, Erica. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you always say, yeah. Listen, I, I, could, I could argue with you for hours about how wrong you are. You think I'm criminal? This is fraud what you're committing here. You're inflating a rating that's undeserving, okay? Does not deserve a 10. Does not deserve a 7. Yeah, I, I, listen, you can make an argument to give it higher than a 7, but certainly not a 10. 10 <laughs> is by far criminal. If you give it a 9, I'll let it slide. But 10, that's ridiculous. Okay, okay? So, so you can make an argument to, to, to give it uh, lower than a 10, sure. But 7, that is criminal. You want to give no. it an 8? I might let it slide. I just said all the same things back to you, but I just <laughs> used your numbers instead of mine like it, yeah. yeah i probably artificially inflate it because i like nora maybe too much mm-hmm. and you probably artificially deflate it because you like nora probably too little like it's <laughs> it's it's just the way it is so you should go to prison for it because <laughs> listen if if you do something illegal that adds you know if, if you if you commit illegal fraud that adds money in your pockets you're gonna go to jail for that but if you do fraud and you lose money committing fraud I'm sure they're not gonna, you know, no one's, no one's gonna legally press you on that. Did you, did you, all I have to ask is this: Did you go on IMDb and rate this episode of ten? Of course. That is criminal fraud right there, and I hope you see the fullest extent of the law. <laughs> and I will be, I will be. Once they come and they they try to question me about, hey, uh, you know, we're, we're conducting an investigation on Mr. Sal. Uh, he rated something. He committed a criminal fraud. We wanted to ask you about it. Do you know about his ratings? I'm like, yes. That lens episode, he did rate it a ten. I have. I, I heard it's on our podcast. Go listen to the season two recap. But before you listen to season two recap, you have to listen to all of the leftovers podcast prior for it to actually make sense. So, I will. I will make sure. I will assist you, please. Anyway. This is clearly the the sticking point of the season for us. This is where we disagree the most. It is our top three is the same. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't know that we even had anything close to this in season one. No, I think the Nora episode is also another sticking point a bit. I think I rated it. Oh yeah, rated I rated it very highly. We rated it seven. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I'm always going to artificially inflate Nora episodes, and you're always going to artificially deflate them. Like I think I'm artificial. No, but I see. This is what I don't like about it. You're saying I'm the artificial one. I don't think I'm the artificial one. I think I you're said, the artificial one. I I'm said, fine. I said I was artificially inflating, and yeah. you're artificially. No, see, see, that's what I mean. You're you're breaking me down with you. You're the one that should be brought down. You're artificially. I'm not. Mine's well, mine's reasonable enough. How can, how can you take that line? I'm willing to take the line that we're both guilty. No, no, no I don't want to. You're dragging me down. No. Yes, you are. You can't say you're not when you are. You I, are. I think I think you're knocking me down and not even willing to take a step down with me. No, I will. Yeah, because I'm right. I will. I will happily knock you down. Okay, I will keep I'm... you down in the mud where you belong. I'll right, be up well, here pristine and clean. Well, then I modify my my claim. You are the one who is wrong. I am not artificially inflating <laughs> at all. You are artificially deflating her. You are Nora. You're a Nora hater. Look you, at you, like you, a pig you in the mud. Yeah, using your politics as it suits you. <laughs> oink oink. That's some fun. As as one does. As one does. Call me a pig in the mud. I thought yeah. I thought that someone who changes their politics to suit them was a rat. They're also a rat. <laughs> okay. I, I was going to go that far, but if you want, if you want, if you want to tango. <laughs> Oh man, I'm so interested to see how you receive season three because Nora is so heavily featured in season three. Listen, it depends where they go with her. Okay, if if they bring back up the lens thing in season three, I'm not gonna hate it. Okay, in fact, that might be a great thing if they bring it up and she leaves the like. 
there's ways they can work with this, okay? There's ways that I can enjoy Nora, but I... If her whole character still revolves about her family that disappeared, like, a few years ago, I say she... I mean, it's a big deal. But... I like... I want to see more growth than Nora. You're gonna hate season three. So, just so... <laughs> just, so just so you know, the the first book... Or the I'm sorry, the first episode of season three is entitled The Book of Kevin. The last episode of the entire series is entitled The Book of Nora. Huh. So, oh. Well. Just so you know. That interesting. Okay. Well, we will... Don't know how I feel about that. But, you know, I think there's some other people, like The Book of Matt. Otherwise, like The Book of Joe. Not a bad show. Well, they definitely, I mean, there's definitely a Matt episode. I'm They're, very excited for the Matt episode. They actually use the names of the characters in the title three different times in season three. There's the Book of Kevin, the Book of Nora, and it's a Matt, 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 Matt world. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I accidentally saw that on Google when I was looking for the, I was just yeah. saying, it's, it's also, a, what's it, episode five, right? Yes, it's episode yeah. five. Right? I, I mistyped. Oh, no, it's not. Five. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Is it? I believe it is. I mistyped. Yes, I was trying it to get is the episode title five. You're right. It's episode two. five. Because I was trying to get the title uh, when we were uploading the podcast for season two, episode five. I forgot what it was. And then I got Matt, Matt, Matt World. I'm like, that makes no sense. Why is this one called a Matt, Matt, Matt World? Because yeah. it's a bad episode. And then I realized, oh, wait, that's season three. Okay. So, so three of the eight episodes have the name of a character in the title. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, it's my turn now? Is it your turn to go? Yeah, it's still my turn. Okay. And we're done with number four. And we're on to... Number three. I I yield the floor to you. Okay. Are you going to start the timer? Tell me one. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Go. My number three ranked episode of season two is episode seven, A Most Powerful Adversary. Now, I, I have to say, these top three episodes are completely interchangeable. <laughs> Like I, I I had to commit to ranking one of them one, one of them two, and one of them three, but any of them could be in any one of these three positions. They're basically all my favorite episode of the season. Uh, this one is, uh, is 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 so it's so intense and so interesting, and we see Kevin slide into the deepest depths of his insanity that he's been yet. He's go, he's running all over the place, trying to get in touch with Nora, trying to get the handcuff off his hand. He, he ends up in the fire station giving John his handprint because he's trying to get this handcuff off his hand. He ends up at Virgil's trailer talking about the fact that he's already tried to kill himself once and that he is considering doing it again in order to get rid of Patty. He has a confrontation, a screaming match with Patty in the woods. And this this scene is maybe my favorite in the whole episode. Uh, P- Patty actually slaps him at one point uh, and then tells him, you were, you were just in a place where he offered you a way out and you ran away. So come on, let's go die. You want to do battle? I'm so, I, I, I'm so <laughs> desperate to do battle. Uh, so th- this, this is where Kevin's whole story comes to a head and he finally makes this deal with Nora that if he can tell her that Patty is gone, she'll come home because she left him. She left him at the end of Lens because she found out that he was seeing Patty and that just seemed to be a bridge too far given that she was thinking she was a Lens anyway and she just had this really traumatic experience. And now she comes home and finds out that Kevin's seeing Patty uh, and, and it kicks off, we kick off the episode with Patty saying it's going to be a, it's going to be a hard, rough day, bud. Stop. Oh. I want to stop anyway, you guys. <laughs> I was going to stop anyway. Yeah. Thanks <laughs> thanks for stopping me for me. Cuz saved me some words. <laughs> okay. Okay. You ready for your number 3? I'm ready for my number 3. You know, I have been really consistent about how I start you off. I say ready set go every time. Oh, you finally caught on to it. <laughs> yeah. You've changed it every single time. Oh, well, sometimes sometimes I change it back. But yes, I have changed it every single time. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. Took you about number three to five. I did, this time I made it more obvious. Started at five. When did you, when did you catch on? Oh, I caught on at like number eight. <laughs> <laughs> but why did you say anything? I, f- I kept forgetting. <laughs> this, anyway. this is a small, small uh, 
inconvenience that it gives you. Yeah. Just trying to throw me off my game. I get it. Okay, also ready. Also, I love and war. Okay. Is this either? I mean, I do love this series. It's up to interpretation. I was trying <laughs> to say a quote. Okay. Didn't know, didn't know it was applicable. Okay. All right, you ready? Yep, I'm good to go. Set, go. Okay, uh, my number three episode, which my top three interchangeable in this third one, which is the finale, I Live Here, episode 10 of the season. I give it a, a 10. Uh, I debated putting this as my number two slot, and the only reason I didn't, oh, I, I was trying to think about it. It's, it was hard for me to go either way, and my final calling on it was, you know, it's a series finale. It, it kind of gets the payoff, right? Like, a season finale has more liberties than a regular episode because they, they can do more payoffs and at the end of the season they can wrap up the story arc they've had for the season unlike you know a regular episode in the season has to continue on for the finale typically so mm-hmm. that's why i gave it a three just because finales kind of have an advantage so i decided to do that and because i had some sort of tiebreaker i was really stuck between this so this, this was almost two though this is definitely a great episode and i mean it got a 10 for a reason it, it's hard i can't criticize it it's a great episode Gave it a 10. Um, best. Wait a yeah. What's that? I loved seeing uh, all the characters connect, right? We see every character of the season, which we haven't seen really at all, I think. Like, consistently, they all get some screen time, get some talking, uh, some meaningful things. Uh, we have. We have the John and Tevin scenes in this are fantastic. Uh,. John shooting Kevin, Kevin going back to the hotel. We see the Australian man again. I'm sure that's not the last of him. The Guilty Remnant's plan. Finally, they storm the bridge. It's about time. We see Evie, her family sees her, and that wrecks him. And the end, when Kevin goes home, we get to see all of his family and friends there. Uh, and I guess my, oh, here, here's my one knock. Mary waking up. <laughs> yeah, we've been over this at the argument. Uh, still fine, though. I still give the episode a 10. Good enough. Still great. Um, I went too fast, so I'm just gonna make sure I can hold up enough time. That way, I can make sure I get the exact time. Ah! <laughs> Dang it! Too greedy. <laughs> ah! Oh boy! Putting your number two. Okay, that concludes number three. We are on to number two. I wonder. Are you ready? I'm good to go. Set. Go. Hey, my number two, a most powerful adversary, Mr. Sal's number three. Uh, great episode. We get to see a lot of Kevin and Patty back and forth, and really the, uh, I guess, climax of the, or like the adversarial side of them. It's like the climax of it. Because in International Assassin, the next one, well, it is Kevin trying to kill Patty. There are not as much adversaries in that one. It's more of feeling bad. It's the Patty pity party. If you want to name Ooh. that anything, <laughs> you know, like the the alliteration. So, uh, we, I love the argument in the woods. That's great. We get to see Virgil, and this where we get the big reveal of Virgil. This is where Kevin came before he tried to kill himself in the lake. Uh, we get more clarification on what Virgil did to um John. That's a big deal, and this definitely has the best. Maybe not even, but just the biggest cliffhanger, surprise ending, twist ending of uh, so far in the series. Mr. Sal, I think, said the entire series. Just, I like to think Virgil's just a crazy guy, right? And just, <laughs> but yeah, I, I do believe in the, the spiritual side of this world. But what a, what a great ending of just giving Kevin heroin. Apparently, maybe not. I like to think it was heroin and then shooting himself in the face. Surprise ending. Did not see that one coming. And his his conversations with Patty were great in this episode. Uh, and you know how do I even forget about this? He told Nora that he speaks to Patty, which is big because it just shows Nora's character as a person how she learns this and she runs away. Like that that made Nora go down the totem pole for me though, I won't lie. That come on Nora. Why you gotta run away? And I wanna make sure I press this point so Mr. Sal can rebut. But he can't. Well, he could. It is my time. He could say a one-liner if he wants. But I won't let him because I'm talking. But now I will yield my time. 157. Ooh, Mr. Sal. I, I can hear the contempt in your voice for that one. <laughs> well, I, I, I just, I was pretty excited to hear you reference Lens in your number two. 
Did I really reference Lunsa? I just talked about Nora. Yeah, you said Nora. She, you said Kevin finds out that, or Nora finds out that Kevin's seen Patty, but that happened in Lens. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yep. you're right. You're right. Yeah, he tells him at the end of Lens. Yeah. But at the beginning, the beginning is like we get a bit more of it. Hey, you're still talking about Lens at number two. That's that's good. Good for me. <laughs> so I'll take that as a W every day of the week. www.com <laughs> But I I totally agree, and I forgot to mention that that this is one of the most jaw dropping, amazing, surprising endings, shocking endings that I've seen on television. When Kevin drinks that poison and seemingly is dead, the person who's supposed to save him is dead, and we're left to wonder if he's actually dead. And Mike comes in like, oh, shucks. <laughs> yep. Not again. He keeps saying not again to that, but I'm pretty sure that Michael has not been part of this I mean, level before. I'd pretty- assume so, because Virgil shoots himself. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But maybe Virgil didn't drink the water before. Mm. Speaking of which, Mr. Sal, you ready yes. to go? I'm ready. Go. <laughs> My number two episode of the season is episode eight, International Assassin. Again, this could easily be my number one episode of the, of the season and the series for that matter. This is the most unique, remarkable, just unbelievable thing that I've ever seen on television. When I watched this for the first time, I was totally enamored from beginning to end on the edge of my seat and the whole time thinking, I can't believe what I'm watching right now. This is incredible. And the whole thing, the, the, the everything about this episode is, is spectacular, but the fact that it ends with Patty in the well, it's, this is the first time in the series where I have, I, maybe it's not the first time, but it is the time in this series where I have cried the most watching this series. This scene where he has Patty positioned on the well and she's trying to help him push her in. It, it, it's just gut-wrenching. It's a gut punch. You suddenly have are overwhelmed with sympathy for this person who had such a, tra- a traumatic life that it, it led to her becoming this semi-monster that we knew her as in life. And then the fact that in the end, he hugs her and kisses her on the forehead right before drowning her to bookend the fact that he hugged her and kissed her on the forehead right after saving her earlier in the episode. Uh, It's so beautiful. This is just a gorgeous, beautiful episode of television that I'm just so thankful exists. I'm stopping there. 148. Yeah. I have a poor performance, if you ask me. No, I'm joking. That was a good time. <laughs> That's a good job. Okay, that concludes number two. We are on to number one. Yay. <laughs> so, do you want to do number one first or me? You're supposed to, yeah, right? It's, it's, I, I, I do number one first. You started, you end two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, you ready? Yes. Ready, set, go. That's the way you do it, Kurt. Ready, I, I, knew, I knew that if I do the regular <laughs> way, you'd question it. Your timer's going, though. I said go. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, my number one episode of the season, and, and maybe the whole series, is episode 10, the finale, I Live Here Now. And I know it gets, I know it gets some, uh, I don't know, handicap points, uh, whatever you call that when when your golf score starts at not not zero but north of zero anyway i know it gets uh, it gets some of that here because it's a finale but this episode works for me on so many levels it's just it triggers all the emotions that the leftovers is so good at triggering Uh, and it really does 
uh, it is summed up so beautifully by the scenes between John and Kevin. The, 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 the first scene where John murders Kevin and the last scene where John and Kevin forgive each other for what they've perceived as the sins committed against them. Uh, and, you know, if nobody's home at, you, at your house, well, then you come to my house. Uh, it, it, I, I love that we we get to go back to the hotel, which I never expected to see again. I thought we were, that was a one-off thing. So when we went back to the hotel and even though there's no Patty in this episode, and, and that is the only reason that I hesitate to say this was my favorite episode of the series uh, because there's no Patty in it. That hotel is still so satisfying to me watching him sing that song homeward bound not even well like this this took courage this actually took courage for him to get up and sing uh and and flashing back to all of the times in his life that are applicable to the song and in the, the end finally seeing you know that flash of nora and, and just wanting to go home and it brings him home uh and he recognizes that this place he has resisted calling his home for so long is the place that he where he now lives uh Watching Erica on the bridge with Evie is, is just soul crushing. Uh, and they, and did you say time? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I guess I got to stop. I, I gave you three extra seconds because I did waste a bit of your time really. Yeah. Long. I shouldn't have brought up Erica at the end there, even though I love that scene, but <laughs> it would have been a more. Well, talk, talk, you talk about it real quick if you want. Cause I want no, I, no, oh, yeah. I, I mean, I just, purpose. like, it, it would have been a more effective analysis had i left that part out <laughs> so. oh okay I see what you mean i and i i forgot to oh, you said something and now i already forgot what i was gonna comment on i forgot to mention something that i love oh yeah him singing the homeward bound song i love that yeah. so much that's the mission the challenge and they even like talk about how ridiculous of a notion it is that that's the challenge it's so easy yep and and they're so self-aware in presenting that, <laughs> you know, uh, it's what is it? It's I'm it's not gonna, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna say, well, the, the singing is beneath you. It's stupid. <laughs> oh, I see the task, the, the quest is beneath you. Like, it's it's so well done. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm good to go here. All right, last one. Ready, set, go. This is my number one episode, International Assassin, 10 out of 10, as a lot of the pundits, I guess, like to rate this as one of their favorite episodes of all time, I've heard. Uh, I guess I'm no different, just like a layman. Great episode. I'll be honest, at first, okay, it's a bit odd, he's somewhere in a hotel, he's somewhere. Uh, okay, someone tried to kill him. International Assassin's the title, so fair enough, maybe that was an assassin coming for him. Uh, well, well, when this episode really, like, really got me hooked is when we see Virgil, uh, down in the lobby, because that, that's just where it gets, go, goes and goes, and then he talks to him in the parking lot, we learn it, and they've created this, like, this mini-universe here, where, like, all bets are off, they can do whatever they want, and it's just such a, what a, what a masterpiece to be able to do, to just give themselves this freedom, uh, the ending part where we, we see Patty, we feel bad for her. Uh, it really makes you feel bad for Patty. He really humanizes her right before they kill her. How touching. Uh, I love the senior bits. We even get to teased by seeing Mary. Which is amazing. And just so many little things. Like we see Gladys. The Holy Wayne scene I loved. Uh, mm. the, the meeting when we're, we're up. He's talking to President uh, president nominee. Nominee? Elect? Running for president? Patty. And that whole scene, it's just, it's so many great scenes. I should say, the body double wasn't really Patty. <laughs> uh, it's a great episode. See why it's a lot of people's favorites. It's my favorite. It's definitely my favorite of the leftovers so far. Um, all of these 10 rated episodes are better than season one episodes. Then to give anything a 10 back there. So, you know, it's been a pretty good series. Uh, and I'll wait. One, two, and I'll yield now. 148. Oh, that was terrible. Ah! I got better at it. No perfect times, though. Now nah, you were much better this 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 time than you were in season one. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I I mean, you know, by better I mean closer to the actual two minute mark. Yeah, at least I was faster back then, which maybe is more important. Take <laughs> long. Given like how I... long some of our episodes have been this season, George Brevity is 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 key. Yeah. <laughs> how how. I like how this has become like a game of who can who can get two minutes on the dot better. 
the actual explanation, but it is what it is. Uh, What's better, to go under or over? I don't know. Probably under. I say, I say, over. I say over. Nah, that's soon. Very wrong. <laughs> um, what? Else? So, a, a quick. Well, let's talk about season three a little bit. No yeah, spoilers, let's do, of course. Yep, let's so do it's that. Eight seasons. Or not, it's eight episodes. Eight episodes. Yes. We still got a mad episode, and there's a lot more Nora in it. I'm sure we'll get other bottle episodes, but. Well. I oh, think with the well. She, she only. <laughs> no, there's no well. But uh, Nora only gets one point of view episode. Okay. Do you want me to tell you all the point of view episodes? No, 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 no need. Right. I will tell you that. Let me I, let me just think in my head here. Uh, most of the so five of the episodes are point of view episodes, and then three of them are mostly well. The we, you you could call them full cast, I suppose, but it's mostly Kevin and Nora. Okay. Uh, and are there any new characters, new significant characters? Uh, not really. Well, I think there, there's maybe one new character who appears in multiple episodes. Okay. And we get to see a return of either Dean, Amy, or the twins. Which I for. Okay. For, for two of the eight episodes. Two. So once I see them once. Okay. So if it's not Dean, I'll know I'll be let down again. Yep. Please be Dean. I'm like, stop. Oh, you don't even know. Like, <laughs> I'm hoping so hard. And we get unique uh, intros. Oh, the yes, the the opening credits are all going to be unique. Okay, also an interesting. Yes. Uh, thing and on don't, it. For, don't forget, you need to do your homework to watch the episode one of Perfect Strangers. Have you done that yet? No, I haven't done that okay. yet. You gotta do that. Okay, <laughs> I will. I will be sure to do the homework. I gotta. I gotta know the opening credits. And I gotta identify Falkies. Falkies. Yep, Falky, yep. Catchphrase, okay. Correct. Uh, yeah. there's, there's, what was the one more thing that talked about? I hope. I, I, I do have to kind of warn you about a couple of things. Uh, one, one thing that I should warn you about is that, that, of course, it's only eight episodes, and that's because they, they had some budget restrictions uh, and it was more expensive to make because they were shooting in Australia. So it was some stuff gets kind of left by the wayside and it's unfortunate. And one of the things Damon Lindelof always talks about is how sad he was that he had to uh, kind of write some characters, not, I mean, he had to kind of write some characters basically out of the show. Oh, okay. So I will, people mm -hmm. drop to the wayside. I'm assuming this is either going to be Jill, Tommy, yeah. Lori. Yeah. J Jill and Tommy get the short shrift here. Uh, but um, not Lori. Okay. Definitely not, Lori. I, I will. I will tell you there is one character though who uh, is a one of the bigger name actors on the show, who they was so busy with other stuff they could only get that person for one episode, and they wished they had gotten them for more. Yeah. So I'll let you know when that happens if you want to know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to know that. Well, ex great season two. Fantastic season of television. Oh. I'll yeah. let uh, I'll let time eat away at it to see how I really feel about it. Like, yep. a few months, because I think that's always important. Yep. But, really enjoyed it, I wonder. I'm so glad. I really, four, four tens in a single season is something I'd never get out of you. So, that's that's pretty awesome. You're welcome. <laughs> that this was your Christmas. Miracle. There you go. Fantastic. But, uh, yeah. I've never I, seen, I've never seen a, a 10 out of you either, so. Uh, I gave five out in this season. I know. <laughs> but I also gave five out in last season as yeah, well. Yeah, so it kind of cheapens. <laughs> it does. But, but clearly, like, my top three in this season are, I prefer to anything in season one. Okay. Fair I enough. Mean, I, really. I also want to, this is a bit of a tangent real quick, but for the listeners here, I don't know if we've said it before on The Leftovers, but always important to reiterate every so often. Fern is the code word, as in the plant fern. Mm -hmm. You want to be in the know. You want to reference to us that you listen to the podcast. Don't just tell us you listen, but tell us fern. Mm -hmm. And we will know. Correct. Do not, do not say orange. Don't say orange. Say fern. <laughs> Hopefully now they don't get confused and say orange. Yeah, be careful with that type of stuff, I tell you.
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But the reason for this is because a lot of, you know, sometimes people will say, oh yeah, I listen to the podcast, but do they really, if they say Fern, we know they did. At least, yeah, at least they just so happened to watch an episode deep enough in the series. Yeah, exactly. If they if they stopped at the recap, congratulations, they get to know the word of Fern. Yes, yes. Magical keyword. So, anything else you have to warn me or asterisk for season three? Not was just warn, but just you know, in general, anything you want to say? No, I, I I know you're not going to, but I'll let our listeners know that there is a, a fantastic trailer for season three. Uh, so if, if you want to search for the leftover season three SOS trailer, definitely worth watching. Fantastic trailer. Is, that, is there any information I'm going to miss from the trailer that I need to know? I mean, you're going to see it at some point in the actual season. Okay. So. Well, great to listen for this season, uh, for the premiere of this season, I didn't realize uh, the specialty and miracle for a bit right. of time. Uh, I'll I'll tell you one other thing, maybe two. I'm not sure if I want to tell you the second one yet, so I need to stall with with this with this first one. Uh, we are going to our opening scene. The, the opening scene that we get in season in episode one is going to be uh, similar to the opening scene in access Mundi in that it's, it's, these are characters that we have no idea who they are and we're not going to see them again. Okay. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's just kind of an anecdote that informs much of the season. Uh, but it doesn't directly play into the plot. Okay. I got you. All right. So be forewarned about that. Okay. I'm not, I'll, okay. And the other thing I think I'm going to withhold. I'm, I think I'm not going to say anything about that. That sounds fine. And yeah, I guess that's it. Season two of The Leftovers. Yep. Goodbye at the wayside. Yep. Only eight episodes left in the whole series. We'll have to do a new series. Then we'll have to start something new. Exactly. Well, folks, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And we will see you in season three.